Hi, this is Erica. Thanks for joining me today for another season of Leadership on the Ground. In this season, we're going to be talking about the context of leadership, which is all about answering the question of why. If we give both a framework and a grounding around the why of our visions, our actions, and our plans, we create the transparency, safe space, and alignment around how we can now move forward together as teams and organizations. (laughs) Simple to say, right? It's more challenging to pull off because it requires your mindset, your skill set, and your tool set to apply. Getting it right and getting it wrong has consequences, and in this season, we'll explore all of that. Let's get to it. You are listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 6, The Context of Leadership. Throughout the first five seasons, we've discussed the basic fundamentals of leadership, including leading in real time and the rhythm, tensions, and realities of leadership in the 21st century. Now, in this season, we get into the critical area of the context of leadership, which is all about leaders framing and answering the question of why. This perspective and clarity is what is needed for individuals, teams, and organizations to move forward with confidence and alignment. And now, here are your hosts, Erica Pietler and Todd Schnick. Good morning and welcome back. This is episode four, The Context Skill Set. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Pietler. So, gosh, the skill sets of understanding the context of uh, leadership going to be a great conversation. You know, I've heard you say that it all starts with understanding who is your audience. I mean, I would assume we'd all know that, but maybe that's not the case. (laughs) Well, well, we certainly, we know them because we're looking at them, but do we really know them in terms of what is their situational need? What's the relevancy of our topic to their mindset and where they are? So knowing your audience is really about framing the message and the context so that they can take action. And I would imagine that, you know, as leaders, we can look at that and say, hey, there's a whole different context and framework that we have to a level of senior leaders when we're talking to them versus new recruits that may be joining our organization or outside vendors or partners that we're talking about. So knowing our audience, what are their needs? What's the situational relevancy? And how do we create the context of our message and the why it's meaningful to them so that we're in service to them specifically? That's a critical part of the context skill set. We talk a lot about in business, this idea of of what is our differentiator or how do we differentiate ourselves within the marketplace, all that. That there's relevance of that idea here too, right? That's a skill set you need to develop. In my view, I actually believe that in my experience and as a leader, but also as a, a leadership performance coach, the differentiator skill set to me is the ability to communicate context. I see a lot of executives struggle with being too much in the weeds, not really able to show a big picture strategic orientation, not really being able to influence and inspire. They sometimes really already have their mind made up and they kind of manipulate and try to get people to buy into the story that they already have. So you have to have an incredible amount of confidence and an incredible skill set in communication to really be able to set the context and influence. But I really think it's a differentiator skill. No doubt about it. And if we're doing our job with this season, hopefully we're communicating very forthrightly that communication is a critical skill set here. You cannot do this 
with as a poor communicator. So talk about this mastery of communication and all that that implies. Yeah. So the two currencies of leadership, I mean, the two things that, you know, I try to really make sure that the people that I work with, uh, you know, really embrace is the two currencies of leadership are communication and relationship building. If we don't have mastery of those two skill sets, we really struggle. So on the context side of the, uh, the house, you know, we have to make sense of this VUCA world. We have to make sure that people are inspired to use their skill sets and their creativity. That's not just a run-of-the-mill communication message. I mean, creating that situational relevancy and really tapping into the hearts and minds and really giving a compelling story of why we're doing what we're doing, that takes more than just a walk in the park. And, you know, the ability to do that well, that ability to not only have a vision, but be able to read the external environment and marry your vision to what you see and why it matters to your organization, that is more than just uh, wearing contact lenses. That's wearing context lenses. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's the classic case. If, if you're operating out of context, then a message from management can be seen as self-serving or it can be seen, there's a way to make it so that it's it's in service to others, right? I mean, that, that's an <laughs> It's a critical distinction. Yeah, the framing of the action when I'm when when it's in service of me, you know, I'm basically just telling you what to do. When it's in service of you, I'm explaining why you want to do this and why we can all benefit from it. And it's a simple and really straightforward approach, but most of us get it wrong because we get so connected to what it is that we want to have happen that we forget, well, what's really our job here and what's really important is that we create an understanding of why so that other people can then create hows and what's below us. When we give them the what and the how, we're basically compressing them using our altitude language. When we give them the why, we've actually just given them an opportunity to have a roadmap that, that they can follow and that they can unleash their creativity with. Another way to look at that is communication from management can be seen as manipulative or punitive, or it can be inspirational, or, or and that's when it truly influences in a positive way, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. The ability to influence is to give people a compelling reason why and have them move of their own volition forward. Yeah, context skill set also needs to have this strategic and big picture orientation, right? It's the classic on versus in the business. Classic on and in the business. And two things that I think are really, let's call it new language to kind of introduce to our audience. I think when you're looking big picture and you're looking on the business, there are two things that I think are really helpful. One is the ability to do what I call scoping. And scoping is looking through a periscope, right? So a periscope kind of allows you to look around and kind of see the environment, right? We see periscopes with uh, submarines. And then telescopes, you know, can we take that long distance view and kind of bring it into play? Periscoping and telescoping are great tools for context. Microscoping, not so much, right? We don't want the microscope. The microscope is getting too close. It's getting down too deep. And that is encroaching on other people. So the skill set of scoping, periscoping and telescoping, really, really helpful to look around and look in the distance. Now, if people use a microscope, and they get a little bit too deep in, that's when they can pivot to another skill set called laddering up. Sometimes I find people are too deep in the weeds and I'm like, hey, let's ladder that up to a more relevant, higher level altitude. Look, the reality of the situation is you are going to microscope at some point. Sure. 
understanding the context, you can then identify that and you can make an adjustment. Exactly. That's the power of being in context, right? Exactly. And I think that's a really nice way to say it, right? Like we're going to have that microscope moment, but if you have the self-awareness and the self-management to catch yourself in the microscope moment, then pivot and ladder up. You know, let me take it up a level here. I'm a, I'm a little bit too much in the weeds. Yeah, yeah. And another thing you say a lot that I like is this, is this VUCA world that we live in. Mm-hmm. And that can be seen as a negative, but I also think it can be seen, if in context, as a tremendous opportunity, right? Oh, yeah, because what's great about, you know, the VUCA world, so it's volatile, it's uncertain, it's complex, and it's ambiguous. Now, you know, you and I have talked for many seasons about MBTI. And I'm an intuitive. So that VUCA world is exciting to me because it's like, oh, it's crazy out there. I can kind of order it, make sense of it. You know, and I like to create context. So I like to look at the disparate pieces and kind of put them together and make sense of them and then synthesize that information into a compelling why. For others, though, that VUCA world could be really intimidating. So if you are not a conceptual thinker, then creating context is probably going to be a little bit more challenging for you because you like to be a little bit more linear and context is big picture thinking. So you can see how some leaders need to put in more time and effort into maybe creating that context. If you're an intuitive, you might just naturally be putting those pieces of uh, puzzles together naturally. Another area that I think is important as a skill set is operating in real time. Now, it's important because we devoted a whole season to that idea, but talk about that in the, quote, context of this discussion. Yeah, so in real time, when you get people to understand why, and we talked about this in the introduction, we can either start and accelerate action or we can stop action. So we want things to be happening in real time at the speed of business as much as possible because that's where competitive advantage can happen. So if I understand the context and people are all in alignment and we understand what we're all doing, we increase our speed and our ability to act in real time increases. If we're out of context or we're not in alignment or we have to do a bunch of stops and starts and we have to get people realigned a lot, then we start to lose our real time edge. Courage Mm. is another skill set here, right? So now some people say, well, some people are fearless and some aren't. I disagree. What I better understand now so far through this season is that if you're operating and you understand the context, it's a lot easier to be courageous, yeah? (laughs) It is because what, what happens is if you understand the context of why we're doing things, you can make a bold move and feel more justified in understanding why that bold move is not only necessary, but working through the anxiety. You know, what courage is, is having anxiety about something and doing it anyway. So if you know, back to the Viktor Frankl quote at the start of this season and and start of the uh, the last episode, if you know why you want to do something, you'll find the how. If you know why you have to do something, you'll find the courage to do it. Gosh, you know, Erica, this discussion's made me realize yet another skill that I mean, one of the jobs of management is to give you feedback. <laughs> and, and in context of this conversation, I feedback out of context is often seen as punitive, right? There's, there's, I'm now getting the idea that, that if you are in context, then feedback can be seen as constructive and positive, right? I mean, discuss that with Yeah. you. First of all, feedback is so critical for leaders because it is a gift. And, you know, when it's given in service of your growth, when it's given in service of me looking at you as a colleague and saying, I can see you being even greater than you are. So let me give you some feedback here that can help you in that regard. Here's where the skill of context comes in. 
I want to be able to tell you why your actions or your behaviors had a negative or a positive impact. And I want to give you why either continuing to do that or changing can be good for you, right? So the whys on both sides of those questions are really critical. Why is it good or not so good? Why do I want it to continue or why do I want it to change? Because if I can give you the meaning behind the why, not just like, hey, you know, you hurt my feelings, Todd, when you did that. Uh, okay, well, maybe you're sensitive. Well, no, that's not it. You know, when you said that, you know, it made me feel this way and here's why that's really a negative for me or here's why the impact of that has an effect on me. It makes me feel less than, then I'm not able to do my work. I don't feel as good as the other team members and then I don't want to participate in some of the meetings that you're doing. If I give you all of the why behind it, you start to go, whoa, okay, this is a little bit more involved. I get you. I feel you. Let me make this adjustment because this is really important for me to do. And if you're telling me this, you might not be the only person that may be feeling this way, but you give me more of a robust understanding of why. And now I get a bigger picture of, wow, okay, this matters. This season is made possible by Leadership Rigor, the leadership development framework founded and facilitated by Erica Peeler. Erica Peetler teaches breakthrough performance and productivity strategies for how to lead yourself, lead teams, and lead at the organizational level. Everything you think you know about leadership will be turned upside down. Leadership rigor can be experienced through reading the international best-selling book, engaging in one-on-one coaching, or creating a customized team or organizational leadership journey. To achieve breakthrough performance and productivity, visit ericapeintler.com to learn more. That's ericapeintler.com. Is it f- fair to say that when an organization or a team is operating within a, an understood context that feedback can go both ways effectively? Oh, for sure. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, you put that out there because feedback needs to go both ways. I mean, I want to be able to give you feedback. One, to say, I love when you're doing that. I'd love to see more. Or, hey, you know, just here's a watch out. You may want to do that less. What can I be doing better? So if I'm the leader, I want you to feel comfortable in that safe space to give me that feedback as well. Why? Because I want to be the best leader that I can be for you. The context that I'm able to create, if you can give me feedback on how to do that better for you, I want to be in service. So I want to hear that. So I think that's a really important point. It goes back to why we need trust. If there's trust, well, then feedback becomes a positive thing. And a natural thing. You know, it's a a natural thing. We touched on decision-making skills at the end of last week's episode, but I think it's uh, worthy of diving in a little bit more. I mean, skills are context reading and context setting. Talk more about that. Yeah. So when you have to make a decision, you have to be able to read the external dynamics of what's happening for that decision. So, you know, what are some leading and lagging indicators that you need to be reading either in the marketplace or in the organization that may be inputs to your decision? And context setting, when you make a decision, you have to be able to explain to people, we made this decision in the context of understanding the following, and we want you to understand why, so that you can embrace this decision and you can buy into and align with this decision. If we give people the why of the decision, they're much more likely to be aligned with it. In fact, one of the things that I coach people on is I say, you know, you come out of a meeting, maybe your whole leadership team is there and people are wondering, wow, what were they all doing behind closed doors for all that time? And I say, you know, come out and tell them like, hey, here's the reason we met. You know, here's what we discussed. 
And here's what we decided and why it's important for you. And to end with that why so that it kind of connects back to being in service of them. If we can come out of our meetings and make those very simple things, here's why we met, here's what we discussed, here's what we decided, here's why it's important to you, boom, like you like to say, right? You know, you create that transparency and trust. Boy, just hearing you describe that scenario made me feel a sense of relief. Mm. I mean, I can, I mean, just imagine the power of that within an organization. I mean, it's just powerful stuff. You know, I've heard you talk a lot about these six leadership styles. I imagine there's some some discussion necessary about how to use them in the proper context. Yeah, we've talked about six leadership styles a number of times. And just for uh, the audience to remind themselves of it, pace setting, directing, coaching, affiliative, participative, visionary. As you can imagine, a different context, a different why would require when to use each of those skill sets. So, you know, for example, pace setting. You know, why do you use pace setting? You use pace setting when there's an absolute deadline and you have to say, here's what needs to be done by when. So there's a really clear reason why I would use that. If I use that all the time and I'm not using it because there's really a burning platform or there's really a reason to do it, I'm actually like malpracticing, right? And I'm, I'm going to create ill will, not goodwill with the people that are working for me because they'll go, gosh, Erica, man, it's just like one pace setting goal after another. We finish this and then she's right onto this and then right onto this versus credibility of my why and credibility of the context is, hey guys, this is where we really need to set a really firm goal. Here's why we need to do it and we need this to be done by when. It's a completely different feeling. And each one of these styles has that same why associated with it. Yeah, I, I imagine a very common tale that you come across in your coaching is that uh, the wrong style is used in the wrong situation. And that's therein lies, if you understand the context, it makes it much easier to understand how to proceed. Yeah. That That is such, a, exactly. No, so, so imagine this, right? So there are six leadership styles and most of us love one or two, yeah. you know? And it's like, you know, hey, if I'm a hammer, I love a nail, right? right, <laughs> you know, so right. I love directing because I love telling people what to do. And one of the things that, that I find, why is this a differentiating skill set? The differentiating skill set of context is those leaders who have the context skill set understand why to use each of those different styles and when to use each of those different styles. So as a consequence, what happens is they inspire and motivate people. They actually pick coaching when someone really doesn't need direction. They just need to really have a confidence boost and they need someone to ask a couple of questions and they need to be able to like toss something around with someone. Versus if you go into a meeting and uh, I'm the leader and I have six people in the room, if I use a participative style, I'm going to create safety in the room by saying, I have some ideas, but I'd really love to hear from all of you guys first. I'd love to hear what you guys are thinking. So there's no position power I'm imposing in the room. They're bringing forth their ideas and then they're feeling really good about it. And it gives me an opportunity to say, wow, there's a lot of great ideas here. In fact, I thought I was believing or thinking we should go in that direction. But Todd, now that you said that, I'm actually compelled to hear more about that idea. That may be the right way to go. So that sophisticated sense of how to use those leadership styles, that's a skill set that's related to context. I just interviewed a gentleman who said one of the most powerful things a leader can say is, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> exactly. And that's a participative leadership style. And people, you know, we love leaders who are one vulnerable, right? I don't know. Hey, can you help me out with that? We create safe space by doing that. And the context piece, you know, why do we do that? Because it's really unattractive, actually, to be arrogant, 
or to just think that we're the smartest people in the room. When we create context and space for other people to help us create the why or the create the what, that's what starts to inspire people to really give us their best. So you keep saying, Erica, that this is a a learned skill or a skill that you can grow and develop. So walk us through how we develop this context skill set with our young leaders. Yeah, so developing skill sets in young leaders as early as possible, I'm a huge fan of. And context is a differentiator skill. So the place that I would look to develop young talent is trying to understand how can we help them with their agility? You know, when we think of young talent, I'm always looking for agility because I feel like it's a predictor skill. It's a predictor skill to me about how fast someone can learn, how fast someone can grow. And agility, by definition, so to speak, is the ability to learn things quickly and then apply them in new circumstances quickly. And think about that. That really relates to what we're talking about with context because context is really situational. In one situation, you have a different context. In this situation, you have a different context. So as leaders, probably one of the most important skills we can nurture is agility, which means constantly stretching young talent, giving them different looks, giving them different assignments, giving them different things, not letting them get too comfortable, always looking to get them a little bit out of their comfort zone so that they can try new things. That agility, I think, will create some of the seeds for the future of being able to have context as a differentiator skill. Well, you know what they say, the job of a leader is to make more leaders. <laughs> right, exactly. All right. Well, we're about out of time. Any final thoughts? Anything to add? You know, the one thing, too, on this related topic is we want agility to happen with our young leaders. And also, we want them to be able to facilitate action and, and facilitate progress. And, you know, one of the things that I just I look back on, I say, you know, my role as a facilitator, how do I use the context skill set? I'm constantly in rooms where there are unpredictable dynamics. So agility has to be something that I'm comfortable with. And you need to make sense of the dialogue and the interactions in real time. You know, you had asked me about that earlier. The ability to synthesize and respond. We always want to be able to maintain context and relevancy in the room. So as leaders, you know, I get to be in a room with leaders all the time. But if you're a practicing leader out there and you're looking to build your skill set, The ability to be in these uncomfortable changing dynamics and just kind of have your center of balance and your center of gravity and just trust your instincts and trust your skill sets in the room to make context and why a visible part of what's happening and communicate that so everyone can be on the same page. That's what you want to be working on if you're a leader. All right. Well, it's all the time we have for today. We've talked about mindsets, skill sets. Next week, we're going to talk about the context tool set. Erica, before we go, should anyone have questions from today? Where do they go? Yeah, they can reach me on Twitter, LinkedIn, my website. The book is on Amazon.com. EricaPietler.com will start you all off. All right. Todd and Erica signing off for today. We'll look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then. 